Hey there, and welcome to the first episode of the North County Beat in 2020. We are all really excited to get the ball rolling in the new year and bring some strong local news coverage right to your ears. I'm Kelly Kyle. I'm the producer and the host of this podcast. Remember, we are a part of the Coast News Group, so don't forget to pick up the print edition of our newspaper every Friday from stands around the county. So without further ado, let's jump into the week's biggest headlines in our area. New legislation has widened the definition of childhood sexual assault and increased the amount of time that survivors have to file a lawsuit. They now have until age 40, or five years after the discovery of the abuse, to press charges. Previously, the cutoff age was 26, or within three years of discovering the abuse. The law was aimed at combating widespread scandals in organizations like the Catholic Church, Boy Scouts, USA Swimming, and other entities that may have covered up abuse in the past. Legal experts say the change is welcome, although entering decades-old evidence in a court case will present a few challenges. As election season approaches, you may start to notice campaign signs popping up around town. What you might not know is that many of these signs are illegally placed. The city of Encinitas says it removed 970 unlawfully placed political signs in 2018 alone. The city has set guidelines which prohibit signs from being left on city-owned property, including sidewalks and street median landscaping. Officials conduct weekly sweeps to find and remove the signs, but the city noted recently that it's considering bumping up those sweeps to better enforce the rule. The race for the 76th district in the California Assembly took an interesting turn in late December after a Sacramento Superior Court judge ruled that Carlsbad Republican challenger Melanie Burkholder, misrepresented herself as a medical doctor. Burkholder, who is going after the seat currently held by Democratic Assemblywoman Tasha Berner Horvath, is alleged to have purchased a doctorate from an unaccredited institution. Burkholder, an ex-Secret Service agent, earned her degree in Christian counseling from the International Institute of Christian Counselors back in 2016. The California Secretary of State and Registrar of Voters had previously approved Burkholder's designation. Burkholder's campaign consultant is calling the suit a sham. If you live anywhere in San Diego County, there's a good chance that you've attended an event at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. They've got the horse races, concerts, and of course, the famous San Diego County Fair. So now a state agency is turning to the public for some feedback. They've got a questionnaire out on the City of Del Mar's website, so the public can share their thoughts on how things are going at the fairgrounds and what could be improved. They're discussing the feedback in two public workshops, with the first being held on February 11th. You can find the questionnaire and add your own two cents at delmar.ca.us. Whether you've got a side gig in California or independent contracting is your full-time hustle, you probably already know about the new law AB5, which basically requires companies to take on independent contractors as full-time employees. The intention was to help freelance workers get things like benefits and regular pay, but some groups are actually hurting now under this new law. Coast News reporter Steve Petersky dialed up Peter Kalivas, a professional actor, to learn how AB5 has small theaters and Peter's fellow performers fearful about the future of their work in this area. So Peter, tell me a little bit about AB5, the controversial bill regarding independent contractors and how how it's affecting um, performing artists such as yourself. 
um, the, uh, general, the, the Attorney General's Office of California, from what, I, from what I know, has not yet even cited anyone. And yet already, just simply out of mad chaos and fear, um, the, I know of theater, com- of theater companies, dance companies, and across the board that have already either canceled seasons altogether or they have dramatically shrunk in their seasons and they have already laid off or, or said to contractors, we will not be hiring you on this season after all. And um, like theater companies have gone from, from uh, projected plays of 10, 10 persons on stage to now so if these organizations that are operating on public funds have an expectation from the funders to be able to serve the public at large um, as in, in a diverse public, then we can no longer do our job um, because we can't we don't we don't have the programming anymore. There is a lot to unpack with this new law AB5. So stay tuned to the North County Beat and remember to check out the print edition of the Coast News for more on that story and the many others that we covered today. Before we move on, we want to shout out a special event coming up in February. The Cardiff Cook Run is a 5K, 10K, and Kids K happening on February 9th in Encinitas. You can save 15% on registration when you sign up online at cardiffcookrun.com and use the code COAST15%, all one word. There's another exciting event going on in Encinitas this weekend. It's one that's encouraging residents to leave the cars at home and have a bit of fun on Highway 101. So let's paint a picture. At Swami's Beach Park at Encinitas, you'll hear lots of cars, buses, and motorcycles from the 101, but Christine Schindler, chair of Bike Walk Encinitas, would prefer some different sounds. I would rather hear quiet and see people that are moving around in their community at five miles an hour, two miles an hour, so they actually see their community, they cross paths, they have conversations. And that is exactly what she's going to get this weekend at the first annual Encinitas Seclovia event. On Sunday, January 12th, hundreds of residents are expected to take the streets by bicycle, by skateboard, and by foot too. It's not just about biking. It's just about open streets. And if you want to put on a monkey suit and just walk around with <laughs> with cyclists and skateboarders and all that, come join us on Sunday. That's outgoing Bike Walk Encinitas chair Brian Grover having some fun with his description of what the Seclovia event is all about. It just brings everybody in the community together and you can actually interact with people. You're not in your, you know, 2,000 pound steel you know, safety box going down the street. Ciclovia is a Spanish word. That's because the event started in Bogota, Colombia as a way for residents to reclaim the streets from the hustle bustle and the isolation created by cars. Now the event has vastly expanded, popping up in major cities across the world, including LA, San Diego, and even Tucson. That is where Joy Lines, the event organizer, first discovered Ciclovia. I was involved in it um, kind of on the perimeter while I was there, but I thought, wow, this is such a great thing for the community to come out and for everyone to celebrate non-motorized transportation. So when she moved to Encinitas, she eventually became an environmental commissioner for the city, and she thought, hey, why not try that really cool event here? One of the first things we did is reach out to the Traffic and Public Safety Commission and 
form an ad hoc joint commission. From there, Joy worked with her co-commissioner, Amy Flicker, and Brian Grover, the guy we heard from earlier, who also happens to be on the Traffic and Public Safety Commission for Encinitas. The trio decided to host the event on the same route as the holiday parade, since the city already knew the logistics of shutting that down. The whole thing is very grassroots, with local businesses, community groups, and even buskers getting out there. Bike Walk Encinitas Chair Christine Schindler again. Some music, we're going to have street art, we're going to have other things that pop up. Now the mission of Seclovia is twofold. The big one is awareness for cyclists and pedestrians, as Brian explains. Getting more people on the road in an ultra safe environment where there's no cars and it's an open streets event. Then we, it's our job as Bike Walk Encinitas to encourage the city to put in the proper infrastructure so that when they are out on the road sharing the road with cars and buses and other things, um, not only do they feel safe, but they are safe. The event's second mission is more global, literally. It's focusing on the environment and ways that individual residents can cut back on their greenhouse gas emissions. We have a very good gold standard climate action plan here in Encinitas. The next step on that then is moving the dial so that people understand, they can learn, well, what can I do? And they can choose from a whole menu of things that will fit into their lifestyles, depending on how much they want to help improve our environment. Joy lines again. So the event is doing double duty to get more pedestrians and cyclists on the road, while also helping Encinitas reduce its carbon footprint. Yet at the end of the day, the organizers say Seclovia is about the community. Brian compared it to that magic moment right before and after the holiday parade when hundreds of families and residents fill into the closed off streets, laughing, talking, and just roaming around. And everybody has sort of talked about that and said, that was the best part of the parade. The best part was when our kids could go ride in the street safely because they just have never experienced that space in that way before. And so what we're trying to do is create this four-hour period where they can experience it in that same way as part of its own event. So whether you arrive by bike, by scooter, by skateboard, or by foot, Sunday's Seclovia event is there to lend you the perfect space, even if it is just for a few hours. All right, that is a wrap for this week's episode of the North County Beat. Keep telling your friends about the podcast and sharing them this link wherever you get your podcasts. Quick note, this year we will be bringing you the North County Beat every other week. So seeing great local coverage just on that bi-weekly schedule. If you're missing us on that off week, have no fear. Find a stand closest to you and pick up that print edition of the Coast News. We're out every single Friday. We're also online all the time, so don't worry, we've got you covered. So let's thank a couple of people before we go today. Contributing reporters Steve Paterski and Tawny McRae. Our editor-in-chief is Abraham Jewett. Our associate publisher is Chris Kidd. And our publisher is Jim Kidd. I'm Kelly Kyle. Thank you so much for listening. Have a fantastic weekend, and we will be with you again on Friday, January 24th. See you soon.